Are you yawning already, Joey? Yeah, sorry, you're boring me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna like give you the excuse that you have a baby, but you just went just went straight for my soul. Nice. Got a Colson. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. What was the, okay? Was there right. flashing in your screen? Yeah, your buddy? video just got hella weird, Joey. Yeah, it's like somebody's taking Mind a it? picture of you. Yeah, it's like somebody just like ramped up the like brightness or contrast. Yep, that. Yep, yep, oh. yep. So I switched to tab like so. The t- I, I was flipping over to a uh, tab that had like the has the uh, supernova. it's got like the uh, box cord or whatever Ah. Uh, the core of the sun (laughs) (laughs) most of most of my uh screens are like real like black or dark and then that is like just pure white so yeah um it's really hitting your t-zone yeah no you've got yeah you have a big old flash bulb (laughs) thing on your head and your cheeks you look great right now uh, okay, I, you look cool. a little bit embalmed, honestly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This show always starts off exactly how I think it will. So interesting. <laughs> close these tabs. <laughs> it's, like a, All right. it's like a light show over there. I know. It's amazing. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to do this. All right. <clears throat> Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 564, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we got Harper back, and we are going to work through the optimal path forward this season for the Indiana Pacers, and we're going to have some undegoogables for you as well. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, I would like to shout out uh, Harper being back. You look fantastic, buddy. Hair's looking suave. You look, you look great. Uh, Joey, you look a little plasticky. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's thirsty thursday drink up thanks i had some work done uh, from boise idaho out west it's our enforcer john harper that one got me uh what's going on fellas uh shouting out uh my grandmother grandma mary johnson uh who on tuesday turned 100 years old Holy Dang. cow. Yeah. Fantastic. Congratulations. That's that's awesome. And uh, also, she... I'm questionable for next week because I'm going to be in Seattle. So there's that. Okay. Does okay. she listen to the show? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I she thought that was, was keeping her alive. Her time like that? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> when you have limited time, you don't want to spend it listening to us talk. No, no. I mean, if you're, if you're a Pacers fan, you know that this team excels at one thing and that's taking years off your life <laughs> spoiler alert <geez. laughs> that's our new motto i think mm-hmm. oh, yeah, call the yeah. marketing i feel team. like i know which side of the uh, uh argument you're going to be on during this uh, upcoming discussion um well before we get into that part of uh the show i want to remind you that uh, you can support us anytime you'd like over at uh, uh patreon.com slash 
undebeatables. There's a couple different uh, supporter levels, but uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can you can support us, uh, helps us directly, and um, you also can get access to some bonus content and and uh, Slack and uh, with our community and all sorts of good stuff. So uh, again, that's uh, Patreon.com/slash/undebeatables if you want to support us. So, uh, as we alluded to earlier in the show, uh, you know, we want to talk about the, the the path forward for the team this season. It's it's interesting, you know. They they started off fine and then progressively got worse as the season was going on. Um, there's some things to to keep in mind. I mean, the the strength of schedule has been really really hard. Um, you know, they're in the top couple, I think, like third or in the, in the league, I think, for strength of schedule this time, but. I don't think that I don't think that explains um, everything at all by any means. We've been hit harder than than a lot of teams for uh, you know, and sort of the COVID and, and you know, uh, temporary hardship signings and all that sort of stuff. Uh, plus, in, you know, just regular old injuries. Um, so, I mean, th- there's there's a lot of reasons that the team you know you could you could blame for the team of not doing terribly well, but. Uh, they did. They they've made uh, Lance Stevenson a full member of the squad uh, for for this season, um, which to me shows I think that they at least want to get butts in the seats, um, and uh, uh, so they they're looking to. I'm I'm hoping that they're wanting to win, and they definitely want to get people keep people excited about the team because that certainly has been an issue, because um, it's not been a fun brand of basketball. Um, it's it's been pretty depressing to watch the team harper um i mean do you think the team should just just go full tank mode and and uh or you know can we make a i mean we're third from the bottom in the in the east you know but there's a there's a big gap between where the pacers are and you know the the actual terrible teams um yeah we're closer to the playoffs than we are the the worst teams right now yeah Mm, we're third from the bottom in our conference. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like record-wise, not place-wise. Yeah, right, right record-wise. Like if we had like four more wins, we'd be like a seven seed. I'm so Harper. <laughs> yeah, we would be. But we don't have. We had those nineteen. Wins. Yeah, we don't wins. have those wins. If we had nineteen wins, we'd be a seven seed. So I'm just saying. <clears throat> So, which way do you think we go, Harper? Do you want to, you know, just use this for like development and, and bottom out, or, or, you know, try to make an honest play at, at uh, getting to the playoffs, or, or what do you like? I mean, both. Um, I, I don't think this team has to try to lose. They're perfectly good at handling that all on their own when they're trying. Um, but I mean. You know, of course, we should develop, be developing our young talent. I mean, it turns out that the guys that we thought were our headliners and blue chip guys just aren't playing very good basketball for us if they're playing at all. You know, I picked this team to win 48 games going into this season. You know, I finally, you know, drank the Kool-Aid on Malcolm Brogdon after we re-signed him. Um, I love Demonis Sabonis. I think he's far and away our best player. You know, we get this, I mean, really great coach in Rick Carlisle. Um and you feel like things are, are headed in the right direction, we can start putting stuff together. Um, but but nothing actually came together, right? And now it seems like maybe blue chip guys don't really want to be here that much <laughs> or play for us. And, you know... Well, they're we're, on we're, the trading block. That might be part of the problem. Well, they're on the trading block because we're terrible. Yeah. Right? And and none of them are showing us a path out of it. If again they're playing at all, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the only really consistent piece on our team is Demonis Sabonis. That's it. Uh, and if we trade him away, I, I mean, I don't even know what the prospects for this franchise are. Uh, dim, I would argue, right? So, I mean, to me, he's a pretty much untouchable player. I mean, the, the second that we trade him, we are just folding up the tent and just moving on, right? Uh, and, and that's like a dark road, I think, for this franchise to walk down because I don't know how long it takes us to recover from that. We were very lucky to get him out of you know an admittedly poor situation that we were 
you know, dealt, you know, with Paul George basically demanding out. Um, but the situation wasn't any different with, you know, Oladipo, right? I mean, we just, we've got these guys that we get and are talented and are playing well, and they're like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. So if we can find, you know, if we can talk to Mona Sabonis into being that guy, that'd be great. We actually do have something to build around. Um, but the reality is that I don't think we've done very much to make him feel very welcome at home. Uh, the, you know, as Colson mentioned, our GM is threatening to betray him at every turn. Um, went out of his way to not describe him as a superstar, which I think is still something that could be in the cards for him. Uh, although, obviously, nobody's going to the bat for him on media attention either because Lance gets a warmer welcome every night now than a guy who we want to build our franchise around, and no one in the in the organization is making sure that, you know, his PR comes first. I, I just I, I just feel like top to bottom right now, this organization is riddled with a whole host of problems and, and, and really doesn't seem to be doing much to deal with it at all. Uh, so I, I, I don't worry too much about the tank thing. I think that'll take care of itself. Will we figure out how to do anything with the draft picks or the trade deadline? That remains to be seen. Uh, for my money, I, I just I think you got to change something in the organization, in the management to show these guys that you know, you're even working towards something. And at this point, I think that's got to be Pritchard. Uh, and, you know, arguably Buchanan has done a good job with the hand that he has been dealt um, in terms of getting talent back on paper. Uh, but the fact remains that th- this collection of people uh, is is not what we thought it was going to be this year. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think, you know, objectively you can look at this, at, at Buchanan and... and um and Pritchard and say they won a lot of these trades. They got some signings that maybe we didn't think we were going to get like getting Brogdon was a get, um, you know, we saved ourselves out of the, I mean, you know, I mean, that's the thing that, that, that's what's debatable. Right. But I think we were all pleased with it at the time. I think, um, the, the, you know, I guess we were all upset, uh, with the Paul George trade and ended up, getting us two all-stars so you gotta say that he won that one and then yeah, for sure he won it. flipping Oladipo into Karis LeVert I think we were all happy about like I think we were I, all excited yeah, about it exactly like, I, I, he's and done like the I things said, that we want him to do but what the whole he was in a tough situation not, yeah and 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 the I think the extensive coaching search that brought us um whatever his name was Bjorkren Nate, Nate Bjorkren um, was a huge new swing, Nate. New, new Nate. It was a huge swing and a miss. And, you know, you've got to do a little bit of research. I mean, that's to, a fireable offense. I mean, just I hiring agree. that guy and putting him in that position alone is a fireable offense. I agree. I and agree. and it, it's impossible to argue that that didn't do deleterious damage to this franchise. Yeah, I think psychological damage to all these guys. Like, I, I think there's this is part of the reason why maybe they're not, you know, a cohesive unit. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened in the yeah. locker room, but um, I mean, it seems a lot of stuff like I said. I I think that this collection of talent is excellent, good enough to win forty eight games. For sure. Yeah, and, and and you guys like Brogdon more than I do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, absolutely I just, coming I, I around think, to your side. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, with a franchise, with an organization. With the damage that was done last year, which is all behind the scenes, right? Because we were scratching our head all of last season, too. Why isn't this team performing? Why can't we figure it out? Well, it turns out that our coach was a psychopath, and that's not great. We didn't know it. We didn't know that because that's not something that the organization is going to tell you. And again, I don't know what's wrong here. I, I know that Carlisle has a very good track record in the NBA, right? Uh, over decades, including decades. with our own organization. Yeah. So it's hard to throw shade at him. I mean, I'm doing some of that on the pod. I don't know if you've listened the last couple of weeks. I'm throwing I did. a little bit of shade at him. I did. He's just, you know, and, and look, I, it's hard to say anyone on this team besides maybe Domus is overachieving in Lance, of course, stipulated. But of course, Lance. thank you. Outside of that, it's hard to say anyone is overachieving. And, and that includes Carlisle. But he inherited his situation, and we know he knows how to get from bad to good, right? So, I, I don't know. I, I'm tend to, I tend to look inward at this point more than, you know, at Carlisle, who just showed up to this mess. Sure, but why are we worse than we were last year? I mean, it's the same team. 
a team that we think with a good coach could win 48 games. We're now we're like we when's the last time we were 10 games below 500 this far into the season? Like as it I mean I mean I I can't I can't figure out time. Maybe under Jim O'Brien, but probably not. Probably like maybe not maybe uh uh Larry Brown's last season maybe, but probably not. Like we're talking about pre We like, were kids. We were babies probably last time probably. we were 10 games under 500 this far into the season. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I get that we've we've speculated that these guys are just a bunch of introverts and they're they're not talking on the floor. You know, I thought that was a real great realization that that uh, Jason uh, put out from Tory Craig, which is this is the quietest team I've ever been a part of. You know, they're not. You know, and if you're not talking on the floor, you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You know, but but I don't think we should. I don't think we should confuse introversion and communication. What, what Tony sure. Craig is talking about is a lack of communication that has nothing to do with being introverted or extroverted. It's, it's just yeah. these are guys who are not engaged with their task and with each okay. other and getting That's the job done. That's a very fair right? point, yeah. And introverts can be perfectly phenomenal leaders, right? right. Um, well, and, and, and you yes, both of, are, are an example of that for sure. So, <clears throat> Jason and Joey, yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I think it certainly does speak to something, but I'm not exactly sure what. Right. Like the, the whole team just seems all PS, PTSD'd out. Right. Like yeah. everybody seems like they're not good. Right. And I, I don't know who they're talking to to get better. It doesn't seem like each other, but everything seems unhealthy. Right. And like the product that shows up on the floor uh, is, I mean, it's just, it's pretty bad. Right. Um, do, you, do you want more from Carlisle to be able to fix that? I mean, is that in his job to go in and sort of heal the wounds and mold this new group uh, or the old remold the old group? I suppose. Um, th- this is why I'm worried about the Carlisle effect. Like, I feel like he walked in and was like, "Oh, this stuff sucks. Let's just trade everybody and get more people." <laughs> you know, like I I don't agree with the way that he's used Domas until recently, but that's because we're giving him a hard time on the pod. Um, I, you know, I've been underwhelmed by the commitment to the the small details which is what usually makes his team good and is that his job to bring these things out of these guys or does he just need to trade all these guys that don't want to do those things for him i mean i, I think those are really two separate questions and, and i'll just i'll put a, put a pin in the in the domus thing for a second but but whether or not you as a coach are tasked with taking a group of professionals and making them exceed at their task, or whether it's your job to hold their hand and make them grow as people. Those are, those are two very different skill sets. Okay. Right. Okay. And two very different sets of expectations when you hire somebody. And I I don't, I don't know what Carlisle's expectation was when he was going in. Again, we've talked about this before. I don't know what the sales pitch to Rick Carlisle was. Was it, Hey, we need you to rebuild these guys up from the ground up psychologically because we broke them to hell. (laughs) <laughs> right. Or was it, you know, hey, we think that we've got a level of talent that can compete at the highest level in the NBA. Why don't you help us get there? Right. I assume he shows that was up, the pitch. I assume that was the pitch. Probably. But it probably should have been the other one. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But then he's not going to say yes. <laughs> well, we broke may, a bunch of may, people and we needed to put them back together. But, but, but that's the thing, right? If he doesn't want that job, maybe he wasn't the right guy for the job. And that's not saying anything bad about Rick Carlisle. His job is to coach professionals at basketball and make them better at their craft. If they're not interested in that project, it's not his job to instill that in them. Sure. Sure. But it's his job to help them maximize where they're interested in it. Right. And, and I, you know, I, you know, I don't even know. This is this is all very abstract on some level. Like, I don't know what the problem is. Right. Like, I'm not saying that these guys are committed. is really interesting because it's 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 these guys that are coming in on these ten day contracts that are actually responding. I mean, it's Carlisle these guys has that no problem coaching those be- guys up, does he? That's what I'm saying, right? Like like on some level, like it's the guys that weren't on the team to begin with that are yeah, the spark yeah. plugs right now. Because maybe Carlisle actually is talking to people that aren't broken with these new guys, you know, and being like, hey, let's do something different. I mean, when guys um, are excited to go out there and play, and the intensity is there, I mean. <laughs> they're at the very least a heck of a lot more fun to watch. I mean, still That's not sure. really winning basketball games, but you know, going. Oh, I would out and rather seeing... watch Dwayne Washington yeah. and Sykes and Lance Stevenson than the Karis Liver and Brogdon backcourt at this point. Honestly, 
and I liked Levert more than you guys. And, you know, I got egg on my face for it now because he has not been the player that we need him to be so far. I, I will say with on Levert, though, I feel like he he's been slowly recovering from, from his injuries. I feel like he's been on an upward trajectory. Um, so while I feel like he hasn't been great, I feel like he's been – he was good at improving, uh, you know, a little bit irregularly. But, uh, I mean, the, the week before – uh, you know, he, before he was out for health and safety, I mean, he was great. I mean, he was fantastic. And, you know, I felt like it had been steady improvements all through this season. Um, you know, it, it didn't it didn't equal winning basketball. Right. He's been better with the ball in his hands. Was, um, but yeah. you're right. It's not winning basketball games. And obviously losing T.J. McConnell, who probably is the coach. <laughs> right. The heart and <laughs> not soul wearing, of the team. Right. Not wearing a suit. And, and to lose him from the floor. I don't know if guys actually like TJ McConnell. I assume that they do, but he definitely is the most coachy of our guys, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just to put that in context for you, I mean, he's a guy that we resigned for a lot less than maybe some of us here thought that we could because other teams just didn't want him. I think what Jason said was he has more value to us than he does yeah. to other teams, right? Which yeah. I thought was very insightful. And I think mm-hmm. that's true. Um, but that said, losing him should not change our fortunes this much. He is, at the end of the day, a backup point guard for us. That's what he's supposed to be. But losing him seems like it crushed us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Utterly detrimental, for sure. <laughs> right. I, I feel like I've seen this over several year period where uh, our hopes and dreams are pinned to people who are not the best players on the team. It's, you know... Like, uh, who was who was the uh, who was the handshake guy back? Uh, oh, uh, OJ, the, uh, uh, the uh, juice, the juice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, the pulp, the pulp, the pulp. That's also yeah. a nickname and not the guy's actual name, but nice work, right? <laughs> the pulp son, um, definitely AJ something, <laughs> Orlando Johnson, Orlando Johnson, Orlando Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. Is, is OJ. yeah. So I mean, like, we lost we, that we, guy. No, no, our... we 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 traded, we cut him, and then suddenly our right. team was terrible. We the team fell apart, yeah. and you know, I mean, I feel like that's one of these things. And there's just all these things that are just, you know, really wrapped up in these, you know, these are like load load bearing uh, <laughs> load bearing walls that we're tearing like, down. They're like, yeah, they're lo- are load bearing walls for some reason, and we're just like discarding them. It's like, oh no, we're good, we're good here. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to watch, right? I mean, you know, two years ago, you know, we had a collection of guys that were really fun to watch and worked really hard out there. Uh, You know, going into the bubble, I mean, how fun was that when, Mm -hmm. you know, we got got worn out there and was, you know, as good as anybody in the bubble, right? And, like, again, I can't speak to his injury and maybe we don't know a lot, but but it just doesn't seem like he's that excited about playing for us, right? And... And it's just it's sort of heartbreaking, right? And, and and I don't know what the I don't know what the organization is doing to fix it either. Like, what have they done, you know, to to help Demonis Sabonis become the superstar that we need him to be? Like, what are they doing for him on a day to day basis? What are they doing for T.J. Warren to get his profile up? Like, the, these are things that the organization need to do in order to develop this this alpha star that they want. Like, what are they doing? What's their part? They just want to sign it. They don't want to do anything about it. They want, they want, no, seriously, I'm not even kidding. Like, they want an Oladipo to walk in the door and be that guy. They had him. I know. And it made everybody's job fun for a little bit. And, and then they he lost left, him. And now their job's not fun anymore. Yeah. So I, I've got a real uh, quick, this is a, I suppose, a mathematical question. And you know how... So you don't know the answer to the question you're about to exactly. ask. Exactly. I do not like math. I do not like math at all. So uh, you mentioned on the last show that over the next eight games, it's going to be pretty difficult. We got uh, Celtics back-to-back, and then the Suns, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Suns, and the Pelicans all on the road. Um, so that's a that's a real rough eight-game stretch. And I'm suggesting we could go two and six, which would put us at 17 and 31. Um, after that, our our actually lives get pretty. The schedule gets pretty soft for like a month and a half. 
Um, we're playing at home. But, Look, I'm just saying. We're playing at home against the Hornets. We're playing the Thunder. Playing the Mavericks. Playing at home against the Clippers. Because once we have Lance, we're going to win all our Yeah, haven't we already games. lost to the, all these teams? The, the Magic, the Bulls. We can beat the Bulls at home with, with, with Lance we just, now. We just um, dropped two straight to them. The, the Hawks aren't that much better than us. Uh, we got the Timberwolves, which we just lost to, but we can beat them at home. Um, <laughs> we got the Wizards we're going to beat. Thunder we're going to beat. Celtics at home again. Magic we can beat. Magic we can beat. Pistons we can beat. Wizards we can beat. You know, the Cavs at home. Spurs we've already beat them. You know, like I mean, what I'm saying is for like, I, these are winnable games. We can play above 500 ball for a month and a half. Okay? And... And I think the issue is we have to decide at the end of that, at the end of this eight-game stretch, what we're going to be as a team. Are we going to be a team that is injured and playing rookies, trying to develop young guys, or whether we're going to scrap and fight? Because at this point, we are not going to be in the, the top five of, uh, of a lottery based on uh, record. And, and I'm looking at the schedule – I'm not saying we're going to make the playoffs. We aren't because the way that we're so far under 500. And I mean, let's say we play exceptionally well over a month and a half. That's still getting us what back to 500. Maybe you make the play in tournament Um, that destroys your lottery pick. So I, I don't, I I just think for me, I'm going to be real interested in what happens in a week and a half or in two weeks. Like, are we, are we signing Lance? Cause we want to win. We're signing Lance because it's bringing in butts in the seats, and we're going to continue to lose. Um, we've talked about trading away our big stars. Are we going to do that, or are we going to stand pat? Are we going to try to go find a win now player? Or are we going to go get draft picks? Like I think this time right now, this next two weeks and the two weeks following that. So this next month is the like the most important time for the franchise to figure out what it's doing, and then to act on that appropriately because. You know, what we decided, February 10th is the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a month to decide what we're doing and how we're going to go about it. And I'm frankly terrified. I just don't th- I think we don't have a vision. I think we're stuck in the middle. We want to keep winning, um, but we also are not very good. And so I think we're going to end up with the eighth worst record and, you know, probably the 10th lottery pick or something like that. Yeah, but you can do a lot with a 10th lottery pick. I mean, we got Duarte and passed, by the way, on Moses Moody from the 13th spot, right? I mean, yeah. I, I just this isn't a team that, from its owner, is willing to accept tanking. Yeah. Not in no, any I, mean, I get it, sense. but, like, are you really going to bring a bunch of people into the field house being a 7-game, 10-game, under 500 team all season? You know, going I mean, thirty-one based, and fifty-one. Based on current data, the answer is no. But I mean, even before we knew how bad this team was, we weren't getting butts in the seats anyway. So if you're throwing away a season, I mean, this would be as good as one to throw away as any. I mean, look, Simon says that you know he doesn't want to tank. It's never something we had to do. You, you like that, didn't you, Joey? No, Joey's, <laughs> Joey's stifling giggles. Uh, but he basically told Pritchard and Buchanan, I, I don't know how things work in basketball organizations, clearly. He told Buchanan, hey, you know, we we can't tank, right? This is never something we had to do under Donnie Wallace, and we don't expect to do it now. And that's all fine and well. But if the goal is to win a championship, not doing it is not going to get us there, right? I mean, as much as I love Damanis Sabonis, he's not good enough to be our best player on a championship team. He's not that good, and it's improbable that he will ever become that good. So we need a lot more talent, and that's only going to come at the top of the draft order. And since we're not willing to do that, and at this point I would argue that Buchanan and Pritchard aren't good enough to build that organization through trades or free agency. I think they've demonstrated that. But we just talked about in the, earlier in the show that they won all those trades and they've done these really good signings and we were all happy with them when they happened. Right, but we also lost the players that we had found, right? right? Because they refused to play for our franchise, a franchise that they run. Simon doesn't, I mean, I I don't think all these guys don't want to play here because of Simon. 
Right. I don't think he's doing that, right? I think this is about, you know, presumably Buchanan, um, some coaching stuff, probably Pritchard. I doubt Larry Bird. But I, again, I don't know. I don't know who the problem is. But I know that Pritchard's had a long run here, and we've lost as much talent as we've found. And if we continue on the path that we're on, we're likely to continue to see the same thing happen. Just seems locked. So Pritchard's been what running the organization for the last five seasons? Is that right? As president. As president, like because he was around Sounds before right. that. Yeah, because Bird stepped well, down. He was our what, GM, 15, right? He was actually in 17. charge of the probably the Paul George trade. I don't think Buchanan. No, was he was definitely place. in charge of the Paul George trade right. for sure. And Buchanan was in charge of the Old Depot trade. Okay. Yeah. To my memory, um, trying to think when when Bird stepped down, that was probably. 2017 maybe yeah so let's say five years yeah and, and him and walsh you know and they're, they're still around right but i, oh, yeah. I just well, i don't you think can call you can call bird on his rotary phone anytime you want exactly and he will put down one of his miller lights and hold the phone with the other <laughs> but I, I don't know there's there's clearly something this is no longer the organization that we grew up with reggie miller and everybody's fired up and on the same page every day like paul george broke that and we've never mm-hmm. gotten back mm-hmm. we made a lot mm-hmm. of noise about trying to emulate the spurs and what they're doing and we have made inroads at times but you just don't see a lot of guys from the spurs be like i want out right and we've had it happen a couple of times with some big-name players. And look, Oladipo was not a huge loss for us at the end of the day. Unfortunately, because of the injury, he just isn't the same player now. But that but that has nothing to do with some smart organizational thing that happened. Like, I wanted out, right? Right. And he just happened well, you know, to be ravaged by injury. Those are two unrelated things. And I'm glad that he gets to be a, a ninth man on Miami or whatever now that he's healed. He's... He, he no, he hasn't even played this. this but season. I mean, he will be that eventually. Is what I'm saying. Mm, that's doubtful. He's mm. done. Okay. He's <laughs> that might be if somebody I mean, wants that awesome Oladipo leadership, maybe they'll sign him. But I would, I would caution against it. Uh, well, you I, talked I, I, about the Spurs yeah. uh, real briefly. Um, Demar Derozan left the Spurs and is now like a first like team NBA player. Like, he's a sure uh, all-star. Like, he just spent three years in the, you know, Spurs camp. And nobody ever leaves the Spurs, but he did. And now he's, like, a phenomenal player. He was always good, but, like, he's, like... rated? No? (sighs) Yeah, I think they did trade him. But, uh, yeah, for uh, uh, Thad Young, I believe. But... And some I draft picks because they were rebuilding, and, and they know that they know that Demar Derozan is not good enough to get them to the promised land. They've been no, they but know. he's been excellent for Chicago. Well, sure, if you throw in Vucevic and a bunch of other you know talent, sure. I mean, look, none of us also agree with Chicago's rebuild. I think that's insane, right? They mortgage <laughs> their future on Demar Derozan and Vucevic, and look, they're at the top of the East right now. Good for you, but they're not going to win a championship. And they no, have no yeah, plan for the let's future. Let's see playoff time. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. We're going to see that Vucevic defense Brooklyn and on Milwaukee are still here. Yeah. Milwaukee, on the other hand, <laughs> they do have a template, and that was, you know, tank and get Giannis Antetokounmpo. It, you know, I wish that we could have such a blueprint. I wish there were more Giannis's waiting in the wings to be signed by Indiana. There, but. Are, mo- there are more Antetokounmpo's, though. It's true. There are more Antetokounmpo's. But I don't also, know if they're all young. They, he wasn't even a top. Yeah. Wasn't he a top ten pick? Was he like ten? Uh, they got him late. I think he ended up being. I want to say seventh, but I'm. I'm. You know okay. more about the draft than I do. For sure. I'm going to go with ten. Okay. Oh, fifteenth overall. Fifteenth. Okay. Yep. Dang. In the two thousand. Uh, so they, you know, they drafted well. I mean, that's where we got Chris Duarte. But, I mean, again, I, Duarte is, like, I don't know, the third best player in our team right now. Fourth behind Brogdon. Yeah. I mean, look, Brogdon yeah. is a very good statistical player, right? But, you know, we did pick a guy who's got a shorter NBA lifespan rather than picking up a project. Because, I mean, I obviously we like the guy. Part of that has to be because we do think that we can win now. And, and... 
if you're future planning for this organization and you're as far off on the future of this Pacers, this collection of people as I was, I, I mean, you probably need to be fired. <laughs> they don't pay you. They don't pay us at all to make these speculations. And, and I was to be way off, far off, right? They also yeah, have all the intel that I don't have. I don't know what's wrong with this team. I honestly cannot tell you. But there is something very, very wrong with this team. You know what? You know what Joey's going to say. They didn't have Lance. Did it? Well, or hey, pop. that's that's or pop or pop <laughs> or Tim Duncan. That's, right. Uh, all those things they don't have, but also. You know, Harper, I know you you tend to with your predictions, you like to, you know, hedge on the on the conservative side so you're not sad. Yeah, the one and with time. the Pacers See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh and now they're way under. Um so I don't know. This is on you, I guess. Yeah, that that I I, that's a fair critique, guys. I think that's totally fair. It is my fault that the Pacers are in these uh dire straits. Hmm. It's not going to help our listenership, I think, for the problem. They, I, I, you know, I, I think they, they, uh, they take those leads into halftime sometimes, and they've just got a picture of Harper. They just circle it and say, you know, you know what to do here. <laughs> just trip over and your shoelaces say, in the second half. And they, they say, you know, I heard they say, like, what's the plan for the fourth quarter? And Carlisle just says, no. <laughs> That's. You know what? Maybe, maybe uh, the undebeatables are like alcohol. We are the um, solution cause to of and solution to yeah, and cause all of problems. all of the Pacers' problems. Yeah. I you know I think to to, to wrap this conversation up, um, I I I don't disagree with all those things. You know, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get some good player development this season. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I think I hate, I hate doing this, but like Lance has bring, just brought like such a, the, the energy that we wanted, you know, and it's not just him, you know, it's infectious to the other players. So I'm hoping some of that can wear off on the rest of the team. What was, um, the, what you was know, Carlisle's I, statement? It was aggressively unselfish. I like uh, that. Maybe. Yeah. That sounds right. But like, you know the the like we've we've all said on paper we look at this like phenomenal collection of talent and yeah there's a reason you pick this team to win 48 games because I don't know you look at these guys like yeah this guy's good this guy's good this guy's good and then you go out and watch them it's just like they're they're you know five guys playing five different games mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they lose all and of Cleveland's them, you know? way so, better right, right yeah and. Um, then I'm hoping that this team can just get this this injection of energy and you know do something with it and and you know get some you know some of this old like not only just the old you know not just Lance's energy but just like um, you know it's not just the energy like the the you know the relationship the on court relationship he has with Sabonis um, you know and Turner and some of these guys that have, you know they've played together for a long time. You know, seeing where these things can go because we we just have zero chemistry, um, you know, in a bad way uh, right now. And so no, we, I think we, I think zero chemistry is exactly right. Yeah, I mean that's our issue, and this is why you throw in the lance grenade. See what happens. But but it's yeah. unfortunate that that's you know what what needs to happen. I mean, you get we are two games away from the halfway point as we record on Sunday. So basically in order, you know, assuming we go one and one our next two games, right? We're going to have to win 26 of our final 42 in order to get to 500 this season. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and we're throwing Lance into the mix because we're out of ideas. Like yeah. that's, that's not a great place for us to Lance be is at. the panic button. I, he he is. And I'm very glad that someone hit it because I, I like this team more already. <laughs> right, right, right. It's already more fun to root for. It is. But we it's it's it yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't envy the job of you know, our, our senior management trying to figure out how to proceed here. This is well, a tough one. They did the right thing by signing Lance. 
That was they the did, first. That move. was one in a row. One in a row. Let's build on the <laughs> let's build on the wins. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We can go to the whiteboard and say we've got one win. What's the next plan? <laughs> All right. All right, team. I want to give you my stat of the week. Stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. This week, uh, you know what? I'll pull a number out of here. It is 50 <laughs> Kelvin. Sometimes it's hard to get a, a number out of the stat of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 50 Kelvin. The, That's the very cold. It's very cold. Is that like negative 400 uh, or something? Fahrenheit? Negative two, well, 220, negative 223 Celsius. Um, I don't know, in, in Fahrenheit. Uh, you, Harper, you can probably find it pretty quickly here. But uh, super cold. 369.67. Nice. For our European um, listeners. For the Fahrenheit? <laughs> Celsius? What's it's, going it's, on? No, it's Celsius is negative two twenty. Paul's confused oh, by this third scale just, that we you're, now have. You're, spe- <laughs> you're speaking yeah. in European, Joey. I don't know. I thought right. I don't know what's going on. Well, and I, it's, I started the conversation with Kelvin, so I was speaking in. Just, I didn't just I take off your beret no. and get to business, okay, Grafrida? <laughs> no, I glazed out when you said Kelvin. I just was like, I don't know. Okay. I'm done. Thank you. So I'm listening again. Uh, this sounds cold. I guess great. So that is, it's, it's cold. Uh, that is the temperature that the uh, instrumentation on the James Webb uh, Space Teleco- Telescope uh, needs to be for, for the uh, uh, imaging to work as, as well as we want. So um, there is a tennis, size, a tennis court sized uh, sun shield uh, to, to block the sun to get the uh, instrumentation down. I mean, that cold. Um, it's it's icier than ice cold. Um, so you're saying yeah, the so sun warms thing and things in the vacuum of space? Is that what you're saying? I mean, if it's not shielded. Well, okay. and not only that, but we literally sent it a mile, a million miles away, and hit it behind the Earth too. Right. Just oh, for yeah. good measure. Oh, yeah, that's on top of that. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. And there's good. zero cameras on that bad boy. I think it's sensors? all like crazy infrared inf- instrumentation. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe it is infrared. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's all infrared uh, spectrum. Uh, so, but the, the 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 super cool news about this this thing's been going on for the project's been going on for twenty plus years, but it has been launched. It has gone into space. There were. Um, so it's got to unfold, and you know it's, it was like launched in, in you know all folded up, and it's unfolded. There were 344 actions uh, where a single point failure would ruin the whole project. Um, but <laughs> yeah, after shooting it are... on a rocket off the planet, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's just once it gets yeah. up there. But um, it is everything's deployed. It's all up. I think it's still moving into position, but it is all unfurled and. Um, you know, mid 2022, you know, in, you know, six months or five, six months or so, uh, we should be starting to get some information from there. So get prepared to get some cool stuff, uh, uh, you know, into the future. So I'm going to be able to see the life on Venus or whatever. <laughs> sure. Definitely not. Sure. Also, can uh, we play the game, uh, uh, Harper? Cat or baby? 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 I'm going with cat. It is a baby! Hey! <laughs> Harper wins. So I, I, I should I, I probably stipulate, there, there's no cameras on board for, uh, like, for any of the maintenance stuff, right? So they, like, literally can't see any of those 300-point failures. Like, it's all telemetry-based. Like the infrared stuff, those are cameras, but you can't take the good selfies with those. Right, exactly. And and like part of the problem is even if they had installed cameras to see if the heat shield was, you know, unfolding correctly, it would have shown black. 
Because there's no right. light well, where it's at. There's no light because they're blocking out the light. On right. purpose. It also yeah. and the earth doesn't is matter. <laughs> it also doesn't matter because they can't, they can't it's do so anything anyway. <laughs> far away. They can't do anything about it. It's it's so the Hubble is actually like near Earth's orbit and can be serviced, but this one's too far away to be serviced and um if there's a problem it's just gone. And it actually was ten billion dollars uh to, to Oh really? I heard project, it was a billion. So. Um, it maybe used ah, to be. I see how that works. You know, it, it was uh, late, late and over budget. Super late and super over budget, but it will be very, very cool. I mean, mm. we're talking about imaging capabilities that, I mean, Hubble was a revelation in the mm. in oh, the nineties and still yes. is, honestly. And, I mean, it's the best we ever had. The, the, I mean, this right. has capabilities to do things, you know, thousands of times. Uh, Makes the Hubble look like a it, bitch. It, it does. It's making Hubble its bitch. And you're going to see into parts of space, parts of time that were unimaginable a few years ago. Ooh, okay. Interesting. It'll be it'll be cool. So, so far, so good. Lots of different uh, things that could have gone wrong and knock on wood. I mean, lots of stuff did uh, go everything. wrong. Luckily, everything went right with the launch. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of stuff did go wrong before. You know, there were so many setbacks because things weren't working right but uh it uh it's a it's an amazing piece of technology and it's out there it's working so far so good um and that's what uh, she said yeah just so far so good so shout out to to nasa and all the the, the people that worked on that. shout out nasa Yeah. yeah shout out nasa so way to keep it cold yeah I'm not even sure if they had the blue mountains on there to make sure it's cold enough. I don't know what kind of archaic <laughs> system they're using. But. I would love I would love that they, they just had one camera and it was just on a course cam. Just mountain cold. <laughs> that was it. Just making you, sure oh, the, just... the mountains are blue. As long as the mountains are blue, we're good. Dude, I guarantee you, you can get Musk to send that up on his next satellite. He will do that. <laughs> no you endorsement. him immediately. Absolutely. <laughs> sweet um cool well uh, do you guys have anything else for this week um i i i just um i'm holding out for that uh i'm assuming at this point we're two games into a sweep of a week per joey's prediction that's right yes that's right Uh uh-huh sweet looking forward to that basketball this is the big turnaround harper we got lance we're on lance ave we turn the corner just strolling down Lance Ave. We've lanced that boil. Ugh. It's okay. just grosser every time. It is time. time to get out of here. <laughs> and over to CVS, apparently. <laughs> um, so should I name us. the last episode Lance Boyle or this one? I mean, it's a two-parter, obviously. Just make it a two-parter. <laughs> Lance, <laughs> it's, a, it's a double album Lance, nonstop Lance bangers. Lance Boyle part one, Lance Boyle part two. <laughs> And then he's going to be like, huh, the numbers keep dropping for <laughs> listeners. I don't get it. Somehow our WebMD ads are going up there. I don't know. It's very right. strange. <clears throat> um, let's, uh, let's get out of here. We can uh, be found on the internet. We are on Twitter at undebeatables, Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's also a contact form there. You can uh, use that to send us a message. Uh, you can hit us up on email. Shout out at theunbeatables.com. And we have a store uh, at theunbeatables.com slash store. For the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, turn out the lights. The party's over. What if we if we could get some NASA funding? Do you think we they could fix the Pacers? Sure, sure. I mean, you just the key is you ask for a million dollars, right? And then you turn that million into like ten billion, right? Right. The budget expands to, to yeah. ten billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I always said that um, if if you want something five days late and five hundred dollars of budget, call me to do a construction project. But I think. <laughs> I think with NASA, you could say, do you want something five years late and $10 billion over budget? You can call NASA. I like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Or, or Congress. So let's just have them fix the paces. We just have to wait a while. 
<laughs> just have to wait a while. Yeah. But the results are worth it, so I'm not complaining. No, no. There is no uh, competition to NASA. It is the only way nope. that this stuff gets done. So either pay for it or yeah. don't. Right. Shout out, That's NASA. True. Shout out. Unless you would just want Jeff Bezos to be in charge of that, or Elon Musk. Ooh, I, I'm, 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 I'm out. Nah. I'm out. No? I really okay. liked it when we landed stuff on Mars. That was cool. Elon Musk is your dude. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's gonna send people. Yeah, that's that's what the whole car thing Not, is about. Yeah. It's just it's just a really long road to get people to. He's using that funding to get you to Mars. That's what it's all for. Okay, well, um, he's not invited me to Mars yet. No, so. he did. He put out an open thing where you can apply to go to Mars. He just didn't apply. Oh, well, was that, did it Twitter. cost money? To apply? No, he's asking for volunteers to die in space. Oh. You can do that oh. for free. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, 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 what do I have to do? Die in space and write an essay. <laughs> I mean, but what's my qualifications? I feel like I match all of them, right? I, I assume it's... Uh, Unemployed, <laughs> un, unhomed, yeah, uncoupled, yeah. Uh, with a crummy podcast. I, I, check, 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 check. 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 Yes, I'm they in. don't want people up and, there with and, families. And, and a psoriasis of the liver, right? Is that also part? <laughs> they could argue you died of other causes. Yeah, I think you do check all the boxes. <laughs> good, good. Now all right, you well, need to I'm write a good essay, up. and I know well, I'll let you know how it goes next week. I could, I could write an essay. Yeah. Oh, don't um, I know it, buddy? You wrote lots of mine for me in college. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell the public that. That could somehow come back and get you, haunt yeah, you. I'm sure McAllister is listening to this, just not... waiting for a chance to yank my degree. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> we should probably stop before Harper gets thrown out of college. <laughs> <laughs> get thrown out of college. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really yeah. unsuccessful pod. Okay. <laughs>